We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We have reached the uh, what I call the best weekend of the football season. It's divisional playoff weekend. We got four games Saturday, Sunday. We were talking them all, talking all about them all, all from a DFS perspective. And we have a podcast host grudge match this weekend. Looking forward to it. Happy Friday morning, all. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday morning DFS version. Uh, if you could please rate and review the podcast, I know I say that a lot, but uh, it's getting the end of the season. If you do enjoy listening to us, it helped you out this year. Definitely leave us uh, a good review, some good stars. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Ryan, before we get into being enemies for the weekend, how is everything on your end uh, from a friend perspective? Yeah, everything's great. Uh, hard not to be great after the Packers win. Last weekend, you, you couldn't even was, go. A sen- uh, you couldn't even go a sentence without mentioning that team. No, I mean, kind of been been happy all week about it. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I incredible think incredible performance. Yeah, like in in anybody, Packers. You know, in our wildest dreams, I don't think we expected that performance. I mean, Jordan Love has been good for a while now, but that was something different. Um, yeah. The Packers have had a string of, of great quarterbacks for a long time. And it looked like Jordan Love uh, might be the next one in line. So that was encouraging. You know, I, I wasn't expecting a Packers 49ers matchup. So it feels kind of like we're free rolling. You know, it's kind of tough to expect to go in there and win with how good San Francisco's look, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's funny because I obviously am a Niners fan. I went into this figuring that uh, if everything went to form and Detroit and Dallas won, I felt pretty good against Philly or Tampa Bay. Like, I think Philly was – we had talked about that. Like, I think they were – you know, I think we we're kind of wondering maybe they flip a switch. But, I mean, they we obviously saw last weekend they were dead. They've, they've quit on the season. Um, so I felt pretty good against Tampa or Philly. I was worried about uh, the Rams. I was worried about Dallas in the second round. But, man, watching that Packers game, there's no way you can't take this team seriously. Like, I think I sent you a – email like the second after the pick six i just wrote damn i was like this is i mean that was it's one of those things like you see you see the 17 where you're like oh, i wonder what happened was it fluky did they a bunch of breaks go their way like they had a couple of turnovers but like they just kicked dallas's butt like there was no doubt about who the better team was on on the field that day uh it was impressive on both sides of the ball it should be fun i mean i think that uh I think the Niners are a different animal than Dallas both in a lot of different ways i think that they will definitely uh score the ball but um, if I was a Packers fan, I feel pretty pretty good that the, the Packers will score some points too. Uh, yeah, I mean they were flawless on offense last week, throwing yeah. the ball and running the ball. Um, they're going to have to score points though to to keep up with the 49ers. I agree. Yeah. I think the Niners are going to score for sure. As where Dallas, you know, there was always I said last week, you know, Dallas is Dallas, and you can get those kind of games sometime with San Fran. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, I kind of apologized a bunch for Dak this year. I thought he was really good. He was horrible on on last weekend. Like he he was legit bad in that game. A lot of that was Detroit played well on defense, but man, Dak was legit bad in that game. It was it was pretty wild. But he um, was great this year, and I had finally got yeah. on board with Dak. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, it looked like he was going to win the MVP, and then yeah, I mean, he's this. probably going to finish third. When I mean, the voting doesn't count the playoffs. He's probably going to finish third behind uh, Lamar and Christian McCaffrey. But he's right there, and he's earned it. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was rough, but. Let's get into this week's slate. I love this week. You know, you, st- you, you, you still got four games. You got games on both days, which is really nice. You can do seven hours of football each day if you want. But you're, just, you're down to the, the best of the best. So I, li- I like this weekend more than next weekend. We only get two games. 
I like it more than the weekend before because, you know, kind of usually in wildcard weekend, you get a couple teams like and Pittsburgh was tough to watch. There's just, you know, no way around that. But we've got four games. Uh, we're going to call them all one slate. All the biggest contests on, uh, on you know, I don't know, FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo seem to be for the whole slate. So we'll do a, we'll do the four-game slate here talking DFS. Uh, but let's hit the games first. Uh, we mentioned Niners-Packers off the bat. Uh, that's the highest total this week, too. We got a 50 and a half uh, on, the, on, the, on the playoff game this week, which is nice. Niners fared by a big number, nine and a half. Um, feels a little too high to me, but I get it. Week off, um, you know, Niners, uh, Niners O versus Packers D is a pretty uh, pretty mismatch, uh, big mismatch if you look at, like, DVOA numbers, stats, everything like that. Uh, but 50 and a half, do you think, uh, you know, for DFS purpose, do you think this is going to be uh, as shoot-outy as the, as the Vegas uh, total is? Oh, it's tough to say. Um, if the Packers offense, you know, plays anywhere close to as good as they did last week, then yes. Because uh, I think the Niners will score for sure. Yeah. Um, so maybe get the Packers chasing the game and they catch up. Yeah, I, I, I agree with the total. It makes sense. Yeah, I think it does too. I mean, the key for the Packers is if is running the ball. Like if they can run the ball, they're going to be able to run play action and they're going to they're going to hit some big plays in the Niners. The Niners pass D is really good, um, but they get still susceptible to some some big shot plays. The Packers got young athletic guys running all over the field like all the the last week was so weird because like Jaden Reed didn't have a catch in that game like if you tell me Jaden Reed didn't have a catch I'm like oh my god did Green Bay get killed like but you know Romeo Dubs uh, went for a buck 50 and uh, you know Wick scored Musgrave hit the big play they've got weapons I think it's a matter if they can run the ball though if the Niners can shut down the run and make them one-dimensional I think it'll be it'll be it'll be tough on love and you'll see uh you'll see some stuff there but if they can run the ball and Aaron Jones looks uh you know as good as ever um, I think that's the key. They can run the ball a little bit. They can run play action. And they can really get some points going. I think the Niners will should be able to do a lot on offense. You, I think the key is just not turning the ball over. If uh, if, if Brock can avoid, avoid mistakes, they can avoid fumbles. I think they should be able to move the ball. So I think the total is uh, in line there too. I, I agree with you there. Uh, second game on Saturday. The early or the early game is is Texans Ravens. Another one. Uh, we got Baltimore fair by nine. Both one seeds are big favorites week. Over under is the lowest on the week. So we got Saturday. We get the lowest total. And the highest total, 43 and a half. I tell you what, though, for a game of the nine-point spread, though, it's a fun, intriguing game. I think, you know, seeing C.J. Stroud go against this defense is just is, is great. It's great fun for any football fan. Uh, yeah, he certainly did fine against the Browns' uh, tough defense last week. Um, wow, Stroud's been impressive. Yeah, uh, this game, you know, the Ravens, I think they were probably the best team in the, in the regular season. Uh, I won't. By the way, I won't argue that. So they no, they, they had they had that crown right now for sure. Dominated San Francisco in a in a statement game, and then I, I said I agreed. You didn't, didn't need to go there. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> and then Lamar threw five touchdowns against the Dolphins uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, for DFS, you know, I think I don't want to overlook the Texans. I definitely did last week. You know, being on Flacco and instead of Stroud, that, that was, yep. in hindsight, pretty bad. But uh, anyways, I think maybe the Texans just sort of run out of steam here. I think uh, the Ravens have looked so good and better better on offense than, than I can ever remember a Lamar team. Um, so I just feel like they're going to score points here. Um, again, Stroud, maybe it's kind of, it's kind of similar to that, like Packers game, like love can be good enough to, to keep them around. Stroud is that good where he could just like, you know, carry them, I guess. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's interesting. Cause I think we, you know, the, the Stroud and love thing is, is, you know, they, they do have some, some commonality there. It seems like these are two teams that have a thousand percent found their quarterback. I mean, these might be the the two best young guys in the league right now. If you go really, really young, and I know I know Love's been in the league longer, um, but still, you know, first year really, really playing. Uh, weather is, um, you know, doesn't seem like too big of an issue. It is uh, gonna be really cold in Baltimore, but doesn't seem like there's gonna be precipitation to be a problem. Um, there is a little bit of rain in the Niners game, by the way. I think it's it's gonna be the temperature's not promised, but like high fifties, but there should be a little bit of rain there. Uh, Baltimore's gonna be cold, but I think it's gonna be okay weather-wise. So maybe that uh, maybe that helps them a little bit. But I just think that you know the Texans going outside, going on the road, going against this Baltimore team. It's just uh, it's a tough setup. Baltimore's really good. They're really good on both sides of the ball. Um, you mentioned their offense. Like I just feel their offense is more balanced and kind of have they have so many weapons. Mark Andrews is going to be back this week. It sounds like too full participant in practice. Um, you know I don't know how, how much a play how effective it'd be, but like clearly that's someone they have to account for and that helps a lot. You got you got flowers. You got OBJ. You got uh, you know all the other guys. Bateman in there, and then the, the running backs are 
you know, not great, but they run a bunch of guys out there. Lamar out of the backfield. They just have so many ways to beat you, and they're so smart too, both uh, both on offense and on defense. I think that uh, you know, I, I thought last week the Browns would kind of make Stroud make some mistakes. I was clearly wrong there, um, but I just think being at home, being inside that building, helped them out so much. As we, the Browns defense does not travel, as we've learned over the course of the year. Um, yeah, I, I find it hard to see the, the Texans hanging this game too, but. Uh, I'm sure going to look forward to seeing Stroud and, and see what happens with these guys because I, I, I'm done discounting that guy for sure. Yeah, you know, they've had two massive games in a row, basically a playoff game against yeah. the Colts two weeks yeah. ago and yeah. then a huge game against the Browns. Like, can they get up for another one? It's tough with a, when you've got a young team and not just get up for a game, but against probably the best team in the league. So, yeah, um, kind of agree with the spread and, and the totals there. Man, D'Amico Rives is a hell of a hire, though. He is. I, lo- I love that dude. He's awesome, yeah. Yeah, especially coming for the Niners. I, I liked him as it was, but you never know how a, a head coach can be, especially a defensive-minded head coach. And, man, he's gotten those guys going. And Bobby Slowick running stuff on offenses. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he got a job this year. It might be one year off him being a head coaching job, but he might get a job right away. Um, we moved to Sunday. Uh, I think Sunday uh, – Sunday, I give me night for you, late afternoon for me is the, is the is kind of the, the marquee game. But let's start with Sunday morning because I actually think this is the game that – uh, I feel pretty good about going over the total. Uh, Bucks Lions, uh, Lions are fared by six and a half. Obviously, great story. Detroit first playoff win in 31 years, first playoff home game in 30 years. You got people crying in the stands. There's been a lot of interviews with really old dudes that uh, you know didn't know they were going to see another playoff win this week. It's been it's been really fun. It has like a little bit of a Cubs vibe to it when they when made they, they made that run. Over under 49 and a half. Um, I like this game from a, uh, a scoring perspective. It's indoors. You know, there's no weather concerns. You know, the other three games are all outdoors. We've got to talk about weather. This game's indoors on a turf. Um, the Lions can really score at home. Uh, you know, it was that game last week was really good with the Rams, but it was weird. Like both teams were scoring, scoring, scoring. They kind of the second half, they kind of slowed down. Rams had to set up field goals. Detroit offense kind of sputtered a little bit. Uh, somehow that game went under. I know it was, it was flying early. And I was like, Oh, I told everybody's gonna be a shootout. And then it wasn't as much of one, but um, the key here, I think, is the, I think the Bucks can score too. I think the Lions really struggle against uh, big passing plays, and that's what Tampa wants to do is hit some big ones. You know, Mike Evans should have had a huge game last week, dropped that long touchdown pass. Um, I think this game goes over the total, and from a DFS perspective, I feel like it's, you know, no one's really going to talk about this game very much. And uh, I know the total's four and a half, so that, you know, there'll be some players there, but uh, I feel like this game kind of goes under the radar in terms of like the NFL talk about this game. I think this game goes over, and I kind of like pieces on both sides here. Uh, yep, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, just another one of those Ford Field games that has a good chance to shoot out. Baker Mayfield's yeah. been great recently. I mean, he he uh, he was great against the Eagles and a couple weeks ago against the Packers. Thirty plus fantasy points in both those games. Um, the Lions have defense has been worse against the pass than against the run. So yeah, you yeah. can really see it shooting out. Um, and for DFS, yeah, I, I think. Uh, with the exception of Amon Ra, the, yeah, no one really is going to be popular in that game. Um, so, yeah, I think it makes sense for DFS. Uh, I like it better than the other game on Sunday, just in, in terms of which one might shoot out. Um, yeah, I would have, you know, after that Lions-Rams game, you know, after in the f- first or second quarter, of our, I would have bet the house that it was going to go over. Yeah. Oh, I was bragging to him. Like, I, I said 38-35 on a podcast this week, and everybody's like, oh, that's a really good call. And I was like, oh, not so much. It was uh, I was <laughs> – I was chirping early and not uh, chirping less late, which is often the case with me. But yeah, it was. Uh, I was. I was surprised how slow that. But I mean, you know, if the Rams score a couple touchdowns instead of field goals, like it goes over. Um, I just, I mean, Matthew Stafford was awesome in that game, but it just showed the Lions stopping the pass is a tough thing. And you know, just because they they got field goals at the end doesn't mean that much to me. Um, I think Tampa's going to score in this game. I think Detroit's going to definitely score in this game too. But I think Tampa's going to score. Um, should be able to see a lot of passing. I think that you know both teams are pretty tough against the run. I. Uh, I think we see a lot of passing. I think there's uh, all the receivers are in play. The quarterbacks are in play. Uh, Javier Gibbs is definitely in play. And there's catching balls out of the backfield. Rashad White's in play, doing a lot of stuff too. I think there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, if I'm the Lions, I'd probably play, um, you know, kind of a deeper pass D and don't let them beat me deep and kind of make Rashad White beat me. But I don't know if they'll do that. That's what I would do if I were them. Um, Aaron Glenn's a good defensive coordinator. I think they'll have a good plan. But uh, it should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to this game uh, more than I kind of thought I was when, when, the, when the matchup first came out. Uh, yeah, me too. And holy hell, did Philadelphia just lay down? What? It's unbelievable. I, I, just the fact that we were ten and one and ended up like this is just—it's one of the more shocking second half of seasons we've had in a long time. Yeah, what a collapse! Uh, and 
it wasn't like sudden either. And like um, all around collapse. It's not like you know their quarterback got out for the year and that's why they got bad. Like they just got it's a, they were banged up a little bit, but they just got bad. They just couldn't tackle. I mean, watching uh, watching Ray Lewis, he was on the Manning cast. I don't know if you saw it in the clips, but he was watching when uh, it was Trey Palmer. I think at the long touchdown and like Bradbury missed tackle and like two guys took bad lines and Ray Lewis. You could just tell was like disgusted as a defender who could tackle. He just like couldn't believe there was an NFL playoff team that was tackling quite like that. They just they seemed like they just they just quit. Yeah, and they were, they were supposed to have one of the best defenses in the league, at least that's yeah. what people thought last year, the beginning of this year. You know, Hurts, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and then, yeah, both. Yeah, very surprising. It's, uh, it was, and now Jason Kelsey is going to retire, it looks like. It's uh, it's interesting to see what they do if they keep Sirianni and all that kind of stuff. But last game of the day uh, is the one that's a really close spread. Uh, Bill's favored by two and a half, three, depending where you shop, uh, home against the Chiefs, and this is like the – this is like the marquee uh, marquee game here. We got uh, we got the quarterbacks, we got the girlfriends of uh, you know Kelsey and Josh Allen. We got some famous girlfriends in there. Everybody's talking about that. Um, but Chiefs uh, Bills Bills favored by three over under forty five and a half. Um, kind of wild. This is the uh, the second lowest total of the game. I think that this game happens last year the year before the total was like fifty six or something crazy. Uh, we got some weather there. It looks like it's not going to be snowing in Buffalo, but seventeen degrees. The craziest thing to me of last weekend, and you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of blowouts last weekend, but the craziest thing to me last weekend was you looked at Miami and Kansas City, and it was obviously whatever it was, minus 20 wind chill. And you see Miami, and they like they set their game plan because they thought the weather was gonna be so bad. Like they're throwing three-yard passes, they can't even complete those. And Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes just played normal. Like there was nothing going on. Like Mahomes threw it a ton. I know he wasn't super efficient, but like throwing the ball downfield. Like their offense didn't really look that much different than it was most weeks. Whereas Miami on this side looked like they were running a completely different called offense that they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to handle this weather. Tua could do anything. I was amazed by how just normal Kansas City looked. Yeah, me too. Um, and so, certainly, that was the right call. You yeah. Know? I mean, it was it was only, it was cold, and that was pretty much it. You know, so it's going to be cold this weekend and not nearly as cold. He said 17, you know, yeah, might get up like to 20. I saw. Yeah. So, you know, not supposed to be much precipitation, not too windy. So, you know, it should be a pretty normal game, but um, still not sure we're going to have a shootout. You know, these teams played in week 14, the bills won 20 to 17. I think this game might play out similarly. Both teams try to grind it out, you know, you know, of course it can shoot out with how talented the quarterbacks are, but I don't know. I don't think either team really wants to get into that at this point. Yeah. I think mean, the Chiefs defense is legit really good too. Uh, the Bills play good defense, but man, they are so banged up. Like it just, it got to the point last week where you're like, do they have anybody left to play? Apparently the guy that led the team in tackles was going on vacation that weekend because he wasn't going to be in the practice squad and they called him back up on Thursday. I think it was AJ Klein is his name. He's going to Key West on vacation, had to cancel. Like, it's crazy for a playoff game that got leads you in tackles. So I think that a lot that matters here is uh, you know, the Bills injury report. They've got a couple guys that are coming back. They've got a couple guys that are questionable still, going to give it a, a shot. But, man, they're how banged up they are is, is really the, the key to this game, I think. If they can kind of stay on the field and get the guys back they need to, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I'd be worried about them on defense if they uh, if they have any more injuries or some of those guys can't come back. I think they're they're right on that edge of being able to, like, feel the defense they can play in this game. Yeah, um, I mean, you you said it. Uh, if, if I, think, healthy, I, think, I think Josh Allen has to play great, great for them to win this game. And he obviously can. Like, I think it'll be a fun game. It'll be close. But I think Josh Allen has to play exceptionally well in this game. It's kind of what I expect. Yeah, um, I, do, I, I, I actually do, too. I think that yeah. they can absolutely win this game. They're fair for a reason. They're at home. Josh Allen's awesome. We've talked about him plenty. But I think he's got to be awesome on Sunday. Yeah, me too. Uh, definitely worried about the Bills' defense. Um, but – you know, the, the, the Kansas City's offense hasn't been, you know, the same one that we're used to. Um, I just think, you know, you know, we saw two straight weeks with 25 plus touches for Pacheco, 24 carries last week. You know, if they get a leader, it's close. I think they're just going to want to end it to Pacheco. Yeah. Short passes to Kelsey. So, I mean, I think regardless, the Bills stay in the game and then it gives Josh Allen, you know, a chance to just win it on his own. One of those Josh Allen Superman games. I don't know. I think he, I, I, I feel like there's a little better chance that he does it than Mahomes does it. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I trust him a little bit more. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense to me, especially how this year played out. And even Mahomes last week like looked good, but you look at the stats, you're like, oh, one touchdown pass, wasn't that efficient, bunch of incompletions. Um, however, his receivers just kill him every week. Like it's just 
McCall Hardman like didn't find the ball. It should have been a touchdown. It was just like his receivers are maddening to watch. But let's get into the players. We're here to talk some DFS. Uh, we'll get into the players here. There's only four games. So we'll get through this pretty quick. But uh, you know, there's a lot of big name guys to talk about. But first, a note from our sponsors at Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside and Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Our touchdown at the world's largest sportsbook, Circa Sports for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The Big Game parties only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. So Ryan, when we're building a uh, DFS uh, roster, we got to figure out uh, you know which which quarterback we want, which who we're going to stack them with. Uh, there are a, a lot of quarterbacks in this in this uh, this weekend. Uh, by the way, seven of them are first round draft picks. One of them is not. I think we can probably figure out who that one is. Uh, but they're all we got big name guys here. I mean, I don't know how you feel about Baker Mayfield, but most of these guys are big name guys. Uh, you know, we got we got Allen and Mahomes in that game. We got uh, the young guys in Love and Stroud. We've got Purdy, who you know has been great. I think people are still a little hesitant after that Baltimore game. And you got the MVP. You got Lamar. You got Jared Goff. Uh, what are you doing at quarterback this week? Where do you kind of find yourself leaning? Um, you know, what what game are you attacking here? What are you doing at quarterback? Seven first rounders. Wow. Um, I think the best one is is probably the only one who wasn't a first rounder. <laughs> at least the best one for for DFS. I I think it's Purdy. Okay. Um, have interest in a few of these QBs for sure, but starting with Purdy, him the most, um, you know, the Niners have a 30 and a half point implied total or something. Um, DraftKings just sort of refuses to price Purdy up. Um, It feels like he should be a little bit more expensive. I think part of that might be, he's just so efficient and um, you know, projections and numbers might not think you can keep that efficiency up, but I certainly do when you have probably the, you know, the, the best group of skill players in the league and the best coach in the league. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that efficiency uh, continues. Um, I think Purdy should be 7K in this spot. You know, we had – he was popular on about, on about three or four of the recent slates to close the regular season, and he came through every time. Uh, against Philly, 32 fantasy points. Against Seattle, 25. And then against Arizona, 25. Um, so he's treated people really well. And I think, you know, the Baltimore game was a different story, but, you know, that's a tougher matchup. Um, I think people will be happy to go back to him here. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a really good option. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some Purdy stacks in tournaments. I think they're pretty good because the receivers aren't going to be quite as owned as the other receivers on this slate. So I like Purdy stacks. Um, both the quarterbacks in that Lions-Buccaneers yeah. game. Look that, was pretty good. Good. that was my question for you. Do you have a who do you like between the two? They're priced almost exactly the same. Goff sixty three hundred, Baker six thousand. Do you have a preference between the two? I think I prefer Baker. Okay. Um, I just i I think he hits a ceiling more often. Like it's weird to say, but you know that you know they're the ones likely to be chasing. I was just saying he's a little like, less game script dependent. If Detroit gets up, they're going to probably run the ball a ton. In the exactly. Game. Right. Exactly. That, that That's what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Baker six K really like that. I think the other reason I prefer it is it's just cheaper than, you know, if you play golf, you have to play Monra, who's the yeah. most expensive. And then it's really tough to afford CMC uh, as well. So yeah, I have some interest in Baker. Um, how do you about, two, how do you, how do you feel about Lamar Lamar and Allen the two expensive guys I think you were about to go there but how do you yeah. feel about the two expensive guys? Um, I could get behind either of them if I had to pick one I'd be Lamar it'd be Lamar look they're very similar in that they both are elite runners and that gives them massive upside yeah uh, and you know the ability to hit a ceiling in pretty much any spot I think I would side with Lamar just because. Um, I feel more confident that the Ravens are going to score four touchdowns than the Bills, and you just hope uh, Lamar's a part of all four of those, I guess. Um, I don't know. How, how do you feel? I really like Lamar this week. I think that uh, you know the setup is so good. It's one, again, one of those games, like, even if they're up, I think he'll be involved with stuff, and you're right. Like, they have a good chance to score four touchdowns. You just hope that it's not one-yard Gus Edwards touchdowns. Like, everything outside, like, the five, you feel pretty good that Lamar's going to be involved. Like, they're – 
I don't see Gus Edwards breaking a 22-yard touchdown or, you know, Justice Hill also. And, you know, Hill had – I think he had, Hill had a bunch of targets last week. He did like 10 targets in the last game they played, something like that. Um, yeah, he had 10 targets the final week against Pittsburgh. So they used him out of the backfield. Andrew's back. Um, Lamar has weapons. Like, we've always struggled with Lamar's receivers, and I don't think it's really as, as much of a struggle this year. They, they're playing pretty well. Um, I love Zay Flowers. I like the price on Zay Flowers. He's only 6000 on DraftKings. Like, he's easy to play. Um I really like Lamar this week. I think if for me it's going to be Lamar, or then I go down to the the the, the love uh, or the the Purdy Mayfield Golf group, all in the kind of six thousands. They're all kind of grouped together. Um, yeah, so I think that's where I'm going. Um, I'm probably I think I'll go Lamar over Allen, so that kind of locks him out. How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about Jordan Love in DFS going against the Niners? D obviously has been on fire, uh, but going on the road here, uh, outdoors, maybe a little wet, could be a little bit of a different animal. Yeah, uh, don't feel quite as good about it. But if I was, you know, playing a bunch of lineups and like the Millie Maker or like that's the $3 tournament, you know, if I'm playing 20, 30 or more lineups, then yeah, I'll play some Jordan Love just because nobody's going to play him. And, and if, I, if a- I'm them, I make sure I take four or five shots at some point in this game. Like I think that's the way that in a, in a game where you're a big underdog, you want some variants, you want some big shot plays. I think you have to take that. Maybe go away from Charvarius War, go to the other side. But um, they've got so many weapons, and I think you've got to make sure you take a, shot, a couple shots. Niners are playing a backup safety. The other corner has kind of been rotating in out. You've got some Diamador Lenore, some Ambry Thomas. Um, I think if you're the Packers, you've got to take some shots. And from DFS, you, I like that when you know they're, you know they're going to try, try and hit some big plays at least. Yeah, it's. Uh, I agree. It's just so tough to decide which Packer now. Um, they got I, yeah, all I the – I mean, yeah. four receivers now that legitimately it could be any of them – we saw Dobbs last week and Reed. Obviously, they're the most likely, but Christian Watson back now, he played almost half the snaps uh, yeah. last week. Um, Wicks there, too, playing almost half the snaps. Yeah. So, you know, the four receivers, two tight ends. It's tough to pick which Packer if, if, if you're going to do that. Is C.J. Stroud the least owned quarterback on this slate? Is that, I don't know if you look at percentage at all much, but it feels yeah. like he's probably last. I mean, pretty much no one's going to click him. Yeah, yeah, he's last for sure. And it's hard because, I mean, he's just got – they're just so banged up on receiver. I mean, they, they got it done, obviously, last week, and Nico Collins is awesome. I have to think that John Harbaugh makes sure that – tries to make anybody but Nico Collins beat them in the past game. I agree. Um, yeah, so I think it, it, it's fun. I mean, you could play six, seven, eight of these guys pretty easily. Um, I think that the, that kind of – that six to 65 in a range, you have so many options. You got four guys in there. Um, does Mahomes get lost a little bit? He's 6,800. Like, uh, what do you, how do you feel that you people are going to play him? I mean, it seems weird to say people aren't going to play Patrick Mahomes under 7,000, but I don't think a ton of people get there this week. No, I don't think a ton of people get there either. Like, see him being probably around 10% or so. Maybe, you know, maybe slightly higher just because Stroud is there and no one's going to play him. So Mahomes kind of stands alone in that range. Um, so, you know, so yeah, you're right. Like, some, some people will play him, but not too many. Yeah, I think he goes uh, pretty under-owned, too, which is, uh, you know, obviously, if you play a lot of lineups, it's an interesting thing because you get Patrick Mahomes at 8% or something like that. Like, you know, just takes a three-touchdown old-school Patrick Mahomes game. Uh, you know, Rasheed Weiss is, I would I would say, breaking out, but already has broken out. He looked awesome again last week. And, uh, you know, he's got an easy weapon to, to pair him with. You can, you can play Kelsey, too. You can play both of them and really go for the big game. There's a lot of different ways to, uh, to attack that. Um, let's talk about running back because I think it's really interesting because they are – there's a huge separator here. You talked about Purdy and how much you like him this week. Um, but a lot of it depends on what you do with McCaffrey. He's 8,800 on Fanduel, uh, And then the next running back is 6,700 Aaron Jones. On Fanduel, McCaffrey is 10,8 and no one else is above 7,500. There's a $3,300 difference between McCaffrey and the next highest running back on Fanduel. It's a huge chasm there. Um, I think that like if you don't play McCaffrey, you can play whoever you want the rest of the slate. You don't even have to think about salary. If you do play him, then it gets a little complicated. You, you, playing him in Amon Ra gets tough. Um, what are you doing with McCaffrey this week? I know you like Purdy. Does that mean you're not playing McCaffrey? You're going to play both of them. Um, obviously, the biggest name running back in the slate. What are you doing with him? So I think it kind of affects what you do with the rest of your roster. Yeah, I'm leaning towards you know playing quite a bit of Christian McCaffrey. I, I'm I, drafting. I think they. I think they lean the heck out of him this week. Me too. Um, and first thing about the salary. Um, so we're used to him being anywhere from 92 to 95 or 9,600. And even when he was, you know, 9,500, he projected 
uh, great, the, the best on the slate a lot of times. And I, I heard many times that McCaffrey should be over 10K. You know, what is DraftKings doing? He should be over 10K. And now he's below 9K for like no reason. So he's clearly underpriced, I think, like on DraftKings specifically. Uh, FanDuel is a different story. There's a big gap between the running backs. It's not quite as big on DraftKings, but just in a vacuum, McCaffrey's underpriced. So yeah, for sure playing him in, you know, cash games and small field stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of think he's the first guy in just a, a massive floor, massive ceiling. Yeah. I think, I think Kyle wants to get up early and just pound McCaffrey all day long. I think he would like to do. They've done that in the against the Packers in the past in playoff games. Um, I think, you know, uh, Niners rush O against Packers rush D is the, is the biggest advantage for them in this game. I think they're going to feed uh, feed McCaffrey. You see a lot of Debo uh, run plays too. I think that uh, they're going to try and establish run early and finish the game with it late. So I think that they, uh, unless they get down and you know turn the ball over early, I think you're going to see a, a ton of runs, especially in the second half. Um, who was so? Sorry, is, sorry uh, I was on mute. Sorry. Oh no, you're good. I mean, I think you're right. I looked at like you know, projections and then the value, uh, you know, of that. And I think you're right. I think he's pretty significantly underpriced compared to everybody else. Um, I think I'm just going to kind of slot him in in every lineup and work around it that way and um, go different direction. I think you can play, you can play him in Purdy if you want to. I mean, he obviously gets the ball in the backfield. Niners are the highest implied totally You mentioned that earlier. Uh, I don't think there's any problem playing both of them. I probably uh, will go different direction there at quarterback, but uh, yeah, I think McCaffrey 800 on, on, on DraftKings is uh is a pretty easy one to get to this week. Uh, so what do you do with the rest of this glut? I think that uh, there's a, there's this range of like seven, eight guys between 5,700 and 6,700. We got, uh, I'll go real quick. Aaron Jones, Jameer Gibbs, Rashad White are 67, 66, 65. Pacheco, 64. James Cook, 63. Montgomery, 61. Singletary, 57. We can talk about cheaper guys down the board if you want to in a second. But we've got this glut of guys. I think a lot of people will go McCaffrey and then one of these guys. Um, so this – Group right here will be a, a big uh, different differentiator to be teams that win and teams that don't win. There's going to be some stinkers in here. There's going to be some, some big games. Um, where are you finding the big game this week in this group? Yeah, it's tough. A lot of similar options, five or yeah. six guys right in that range. And I would say no one that like clearly stands out. Um, I think, I think the most popular probably ends up being Pacheco. Okay. Um, I think you look at he's had 25 touches in back-to-back games, um, still involved in the passing game. Like, he just he feels like a safe click, you know? Um, those The Lions guys will be under-owned, as always. It's just tough to click them on this slate when they're splitting the work, and you have other guys like Rashad White there who has a great role. Jones, even. Um, people, you know, they're not going to like that matchup with San Fran. So it, it'll keep him, you know, not as popular as he might've been, but by he's the way, been... sne- sneaky, that is the way to get the Niners right there. It was the, the run defense is the one, the one little thing in this, uh, in this, in this monster team that uh, has not been very good and been, had really been struggling the second half of the season. So I think that, uh, the Niners run D is the, the one weakness in this game on that side. Yeah, so he's one of my favorite options for tournaments because I don't think he'll be crazy popular, and I just think he's he's great in San Francisco stacks. I just I mentioned that I didn't have a lot of confidence clicking one of the Packers receivers just because it's yeah. so tough, but it makes it easy to just use Aaron Jones instead. Um, but Chaco, I think, yeah, he feels safe for cash games, but I like James Cook for tournaments. I think he'll be lower owned than these other guys. I think he was great against the Chiefs in the first game. He had like five catches for 80-some yards and a touchdown. Yep. They, they, they stopped going to him in the second half, which was a little puzzling after he just dominated the first half. Um, but still for 6,300, yeah, I think he's pretty good. Um, you know, the, the, the argument for fading McCaffrey is that this range is so big that you could have two of these guys score 20 plus points and that could nullify McCaffrey because yeah. we'll get to receiver in a second, but there's about five or six receivers that are in this, in this mid range where you can afford one less of them if you play McCaffrey or one more of them if you don't yeah. play McCaffrey. So, you know, it is doable. Yeah. Uh, my guy in this range is James Cook this week. Um, I think that we saw last week, we talked about how, you know, Miami's one chances to run the ball. They just did it poorly. I think the, I mean, again, I think that you can just kind of toss out the weather just really got in their heads. They only ran for 66 total yards on 19 touches, but 
I still, I think that, you know, Casey's better against the pass. I think that Buffalo's going to, you know, go go cook here. He had 22 touches last week. Um, you mentioned the really good game against Kansas City the first time. Uh, they he had four targets as we didn't do much with him. He only had like five yards, I think, on him. But uh, I just really like Cook this week at the price, 6,300. I think that they're going to get him involved. I think he kind of works if Buffalo's trailing or Buffalo's winning, which is which is really nice in this game. You know, it's a close game, so I think he's, he's very involved the whole time. Um, I just think they've gotten to the point in Buffalo where they're going to use James Cook. We saw that stretch earlier when uh, after uh, Ken Dorsey got fired where they used him a lot. I think they're going to lean on him this week. Uh, he's my favorite guy in this range. Yeah, I think me too. Um, you know, let Cook cook, Yeah, you know. Um, ever since the first game of the season, he's looked he's looked like a special running back to me. They just – they haven't really used him a ton, you know, as much as you'd like this season. But I agree. I think they're going to lean on him here in the important spots. Uh, I do too. I mean, I know that they – you know, Ty Johnson had like eight carries last week. But I think that's pretty minor, and they were up in that game. But – um Detroit guys you mentioned they will be under owned do you have a preference between them Gibbs 6600 uh Montgomery 61 it's tough yeah. right because they're favored in this game because I, I would almost always go Gibbs because he's just more explosive and I, I love watching him play but uh it feels like this week maybe it's Montgomery you know the six and a half point favorites he looked at last they clearly use him in the goal line they like him in you know pass protection situations uh, I think that the the Tampa Bay you know pass rush will be the one thing that Detroit's like you know we got to make sure that we keep Goff uh, upright and Maybe that's a little more Montgomery than, than normal, but uh, I think I'd actually, maybe the first time in a while, I think I'd go Montgomery for the $500 less this week. Interesting. Um, you know, all those reasons make sense. Just, you know, normally I like to avoid Vita Vea and, and that and yep. that run defense. Um, not By the way, Vita, Vita Vea stopped the tush push last week. That was, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that awesome. was impressive. That was I knew, impressive. I, I, knew the, I knew the game was over once that happened. I was like, oh, boy, we just we just burst the bubble there. So, yeah, you know, no one's going to play Montgomery, though. So that's interesting because yeah. I do think he could score a couple touchdowns. Um, you know, my lean would be Gibbs. I just feel okay. like he he's more explosive. and He's so explosive. He's, you know, he, you, he's you, really fun. I love Gibbs. But, I, you know, I agree that there's a lot of scenarios where – he just gets 10 touches, you know, like a lot of scenarios. Um, but he does have the upside to catch a couple passes and break a big one. So I don't know. I guess I'm fine with either of them because neither will be that popular. Yeah, this feels to me like a, uh, a Montgomery setup week. But, uh, you know, Gibbs can obviously hit a big play anytime. Uh, anybody cheap at running back you're going to play? I mean, we talked with Devin Singletary's 5,700. Um, been playing well, but at Baltimore, nine and a half point dogs. It's a pretty tough setup here. Um, Justice Hill had 10 targets in the last game against Pittsburgh. He's 4,800. Uh, you could go for Dalvin Cook at 4,000, uh, breaking out in his first, his, uh, his first playoff game with Baltimore. Uh, is there anybody down here cheaper? I don't think I'm getting anybody down here. Is there anybody you think that could be a, uh, you know, break a big play kind of a dart at running back? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think people will play Singletary. Um, yeah. I think he's fine just because he's cheaper than those other guys and the usage is just so good. Um, so I do think it makes sense. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, they know. were, they were, they were blowing that game out last week and Damian Pierce still only had three carries. Like it's just, it's clearly Singletary is the guy in that backfield. And that's, that's it, playoff time with limited games. That's important. Yeah, it is. Um, I could have maybe got behind one of these Baltimore guys, but the Dalvin cook signing is just really annoying. And it seems yeah. like he, he might even play a little, you know, he probably will. Yeah, um, I, I'm not. I'm not doing. You're just hoping for the the two the two one yard touchdowns. And I, I just hate. Yeah, that. just kind of betting on that. No, I'm not doing that. There are a lot of big name receivers this week. Let's uh, let's hit those. The first note from our sponsors at FanDuel: You tackle million dollars and millions of prizes all playoffs long in FanDuel fantasy contests. If you're new to fantasy, there's no better time to get in on the action because right now new customers get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Playing fantasy for huge cash prizes on FanDuel is fun and exciting. Just draft your lineup and watch the team move up to the leaderboard. We talked earlier that, you know, playing Christian McCaffrey, there's a really tough call because he's so expensive. So FanDuel is uh, some interesting builds this week that, uh, you know, that uh, that that, uh, that chasm at running back guy really causes there. Plus on FanDuel, you can choose from full slate contests featuring multiple games, single game contests, single sing- season long best ball contests, beginner only contests, all which are great for learning the ropes and more. And when you win, you get paid instantly. So kick off football season with 100% deposit match up to $100. Go to FanDuel.com and start playing for huge cash prizes today. This Rotowire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. 
every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor is the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor is also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com slash rotowire50 to get 50% off today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. So, Ryan, you mentioned that there are a, a kind of a, a big chunk of receivers in this mid-range, too. We've got Amon Ross St. Brown's 8,200, but then there's a bunch of guys between, say, 6,800 and 7,700. we got Debo, Mike Evans, Neil Collins, Stephon Diggs, Ayuk, uh, Rasheed Rice. Uh, how do you figure out uh, which guys to play here? There's a, it's it's kind of like running back. We've got this, like, big glut of options. Um, I think these are a lot better. I think all these are options that we like playing. We, we, we find ourselves playing a lot. Um, who are your, kind of uh, your couple favorites in this range? Um tough so first first i'll take ownership into consideration i think saint brown will be pretty popular and i think rice will be pretty popular yeah, um, i think so too i you know it's not gonna be crazy because these other options are all pretty good but yeah i do think those guys stand out so rice i think starting at the bottom is probably the cash game play he's cheapest um and he's just he projects the best he's been great he's sort of succeeded every week he's coming off a career high in receiving yards career high in receiving yards and back-to-back weeks um what i was what i've been impressed with is they just they line him up everywhere um it, almost like cd lamb so like it doesn't matter if the other team has good cornerbacks or whatever he's in the slot he's on both sides he's in motion so they're just they're like trying to get him the ball so feel pretty comfortable with rice um now these other guys like nobody's gonna play Debo Samuel so I think it's an interesting tournament play and not many people are gonna play Stefan Diggs who's all the way down to 7k so I don't know if I'm necessarily going to either but I think there's some merit because it's cheaper than we've ever seen him and still nobody's gonna play him i Personally, I like Ayuk uh, better. 
Um, he'll be slightly more popular, but not as popular as Rice. I still think you can get leverage there. I think Ayuk is great in Purdy stacks. Um, and then I really like Mike Evans, who I think goes a little bit overlooked as well. Um, he had those two big drops last week. Yeah. One would have been a long touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I have some interest in Evans too, I think. Yeah, that's how I feel about the range. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I, I think we're kind of uh, – we're having locks up as much. I love Rasheed Rice too, 6,800. Um, feels a little cheap. Eight for a buck 30 last week, 12 targets. The Bills secondary mentioned, mentioned before is banged up. Um, he's Mahomes' guy right now. I know that Kelsey's still get a lot of targets, but, you know, Kelsey's kind of in the middle of the field, dropping passes here and there, but uh, catching some also. Hit a horrible, couple horrible drops last week again. Uh, but love Rice, 6,800. I, I really like Mike Evans. You mentioned him at the end. You know, nice matchup and nice game script. I think it's pretty safe that Tampa Bay's going to be throwing this ball, the ball in this game no matter what. Like maybe if they get way up, but I don't see that happening in Detroit. Even if they have a lead, I think they throw uh, even going into the fourth quarter. If they're behind, they're going to throw a lot. Um, the way to beat Detroit is big, explosive pass plays, and I think that's what Mike Evans does his whole career. I mean, he was only 348 last week, but you mentioned the drop touchdown. Like that should have been a huge line. He should have been like five for a buck 20 in a touchdown. Uh, I had the over on his receiving yards. I'm not bitter about that at all. Uh, oh. But it was, that was rough. That one play would have would have. He had a 21 yard catch early. I'm like, all right, we just need a 40 yard or boom, and he dropped it. So um, I lean way more Debo than Ayuk this week. I am uh, I love Brandon Ayuk, but I think that uh, in the playoffs, the kind of the reins come off Debo. So you got all the pass up, but I think he's going to have four or five carries, and he's going to have kind of those sweeps near the end zone. They love running that play to get him in the end zone. I just think that he is um, – I think Shanahan's going in this game making sure that Debo gets the ball in his hand on a certain number of plays. And I think that, you know, Ayuk is awesome. He could get a, he could get a bunch of catches. Kittle's awesome. get a bunch of catches. But, you know, that kind of builds within the offense. I think there will be plays set up for Debo to touch the ball. I think Debo sets the tone for them in a lot of stuff. I think they're going to want to be tough in this game too. I think they want Debo to run some people over. I think Debo's going to get some touches early, some touches late if they're winning. Um, I really like Debo at 7,700. I, I think you're right. I don't think anybody's going to play him because they think you go – I think you just kind of go up easy to Amon Ra. You go down easy to Evans. You go down easy to Diggs, Ayuk, Rice. There's so many options here. I think people are going to see 7,700 for Debo and probably get away from playing that. I really like him this week. You, you sold me. Uh, I'm in. Uh, just when they get in big games and situations like this, it feels like they make sure that Debo gets touches. They did against Philadelphia. He had three touchdowns in that game. Um, I think that they they want Debo and C-Mac to touch the ball as much as possible this week. Makes perfect sense. If you drop down lower, I think that uh, I think Zay Flowers is an interesting name in here at six thousand. You know, the he's he's emerged as the the main guy in Baltimore. He's, he the, the bye week was big for them. He was a little banged up. I think he's fully healthy now. But there's other names down here. You got uh, Godwin at sixty three hundred. We talked about how we like Baker. We like the Tampa Bay pass offense. So Godwin works in there. And then you've got uh, Green Bay guys. Romeo Dubs gets the big bump up in price. He's fifty six hundred off the huge week. Jaden Reed is uh, fifty two hundred off the uh, no catch week. Uh, who do you like in this range? Are you with me on flowers? You like somebody else? What do you feel about these kind of these lesser lower mid range guys? Uh, I'm with you on flowers. Flowers is for sure. My favorite. Um, I, I thought he would, you know, be a little bit more popular than it looks like he's going to be. I thought I, uh, I he, would too. He kind of stuck out to me when I, when I first looked at salaries. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's going overlooked, overlooked a bit. Um, he doesn't project that great. Not entirely sure why. Um, yeah, I just – I really like him. For me, he sticks out in this range. I think he has the most upside for sure. I mean, look at his game log, 20-plus fantasy points in four of the last five. Um, and, yeah, I just have more interest in him than these other guys in, in the range. Um, I just can't really click a Packer. You have, you have Dobbs there. I think people might go back to him just because they saw the massive game last week. I think any of them are fine. Don't get me wrong. I just don't really have the confidence to do it in like a single entry. Um, yeah. It's just, they spread the ball around so much now uh, when they're all healthy. Um, and then Godwin. Yeah. Tampa, Tampa too has started to worry me because, you know, Trey Palmer's involved. Yep. The state, David Moore caught balls. Kate Otten K- drew Kate 11, had 11 targets. Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, I used to really like Tampa because you'd figure it'd just all go to Evans or Godwin. Evans yeah. or Godwin. Um, it's not quite like that anymore. So, yeah, um, Zay Flowers for me in, the, in this range. Yeah, for me, it's either Zay Flowers below Godwin or Rice and Ayuk above Godwin. I don't think I get there either. Just You mentioned – I was going to point out the 11 Otten targets. It was kind of wild. Um, 
I think I go if I go Packers receiver, I'm going Reed or Watson. Reed's 5200. I like him off the bounce back. Watson's 4200. I feel like Watson's the 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 ceiling guy in this offense. If the, if the Packers are going to hit big plays and, and pull an upset, I think it's like yeah, you got Christian Watson involved a little bit. He only had one target last week. I think that's got to change for them if they if they want to try and win this game. Um, so I could see playing him, but that it's a good segue into cheaper guys. We've got uh, a couple of Packers down under five thousand. We have Odell Beckham. And then you've got uh, Khalil Shakir for for Buffalo, who had the he had the, the sweet touchdown last week. And Gabe Davis still has not practiced. It's Friday morning now, so maybe he practiced today, but not practiced yesterday. Um, seems like he's trending towards not playing. Uh, Josh Reynolds down here. We talked about last week. We talked about Reynolds and Jamison Williams. I like Jamison Williams more. I was wrong there. Uh, he only had two targets. Josh Reynolds had seven targets last week against his old team in the Rams. Uh, he was really involved in that game. Yeah, he was uh, seven targets in back to back weeks. Um, I think, yeah. I think him, him and Jamison Williams, the two Lions, are probably the best. Shakir as well, if assuming Gabe Davis is out. Those three. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I was I was on Williams. I played both the Lions last week, but I had more Jamison Williams. Um, I just you can't give up now. You know what? No. If, what if you miss? You don't want to miss it. You know what I nope. mean? Um, so I, I, I still feel like there's one there's one big gigantic long catch coming in these playoffs at some point. Yeah, me too. And like he has the upside to see five or six targets for sure. I mean, he play. He's still he's been playing a lot. He, he played seventy percent of the snaps last week. Um, it's frustrating because he's number nine and Reynolds is number eight. It's really hard to tell the difference in when they catch the ball. So I, I always hate that. But um, you know, obviously not a real reason. But uh, yeah, every time I'm like, oh, there's Williams. I'm like, oh, Reynolds again. I was like, damn. But for a four game slate, there are an insane number of uh, workable options at receiver, both in the mid range, expensive and cheap. It's it's a wild slate of like. There are a lot of stud receivers on this slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. It's uh, it's fun. I think I go. I think I go Shakir if if Davis doesn't play. Kind of my favorite guy. Just getting you know he only had three targets last week, but he's he's pretty active. Um, he has been kind of late in the year. They've been using him more. The touchdown catch was really nice. Um, and then uh, either Detroit guy I think are workable too. I, I obviously we we like that game from a total perspective. Um, so I think both those guys work. Uh, I tend to uh, you know Reynolds is probably the floor guy and safer, but I think Williams is the is the one that has the, the bigger ceiling. Uh, tight end is pretty stacked this week too. We've got Travis Kelsey, you got Sam Laporta, George Kittle. You know, three of what I'll call them. What I just to put up like the best five tight ends in football, something like that. Um, you got Dalton Kincaid, who's rolling right now. Like his three best games of the year have all come in the last three games. He's forty eight hundred. Uh, we got Mark Andrews back. So if you can top top five tight ends, he's obviously in that mix when he's healthy too. He's five thousand. We got some cheap guys in Green Bay. Luke Musgrave had a big uh, big game last week. That was really good defense by Dallas on that catch. I thought. Uh, he was like literally standing by himself without anybody within 15 yards. It was crazy. Um, you got Kate Otten at 3,500 who had 11 targets this week. We just talked about uh, what the heck does what do a tight end this week? Is there a, a surprising number of options for a four game slate? It's tough. Yeah, I think you can make a good argument for a lot of them. I don't know. Um, I don't have, I guess I don't really have a clear take at the moment. Um, I think Kelsey looks better than he has pretty much all season. Not from a football standpoint. You mentioned the drops and yeah. just everything else, but he's cheaper than we've ever seen him. And I mean, he had 10 targets last week. He had 10 targets in the week 14 game against the Bills. So, I mean, I feel safest about Kelsey. And, and now they're, really, they're really a two a two pass catcher offense right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which right. you, talked about, that, you talked about in Tampa how much you like that. Like, I think that's kind of the case here. You look at the game log and, like, there's a bunch of guys who had two and three targets, but tell, Kelsey 10. Rice twelve and no one else more than three. Like they are a they're a pretty narrow passing tree for a Chiefs offense right now. They really are. And I, you you're right. That seems like very sticky. I would almost bet on that happening again. You Me know, too. like when when yeah. So I think he trusts those two guys and kind of doesn't trust anybody else. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I do like Kelsey. Um, nobody's going to play Laporta. Um, no. He seemed he seemed healthy enough last week, caught the touchdown, was out there quite a bit. I mean, nobody's going to play him, so I, mean, I guess I get it. Um, I like Kittle at 5,200. Um, I think he makes perfect sense in Purdy stacks. I think Kittle and Kelsey will be similarly popular as like okay. where people go if they want to spend money. And then I think the popular punt is going to be the aforementioned Kate Otten after he drew – 11 targets last week and it just uh, sets up for a pretty good matchup. Um, Kincaid, but you will have to see about the Baltimore stuff. I don't know. Like, I'm just not sure I could 
play Mark Andrews? I, I don't know. Like, what do you think about Mark Andrews? Like, if Mark Andrews plays, can we play him? Uh, I think it's at the point where it makes it so I can't play either of them, to be honest. Like, likely 4,700, Andrews 5,000. I just I, – I, I, I think I would actually play him full snaps. Like, and he's going to be out there, which means that if he's out there, he'll be in there in the red zone, which is annoying if you want to take likely. And I think the likely is going to play some, too. He's really – he's flashed well. Uh, I don't think they're going to want to overwork Andrews. I think it kind of makes it so I don't, I don't play either guy, to be honest. Yeah, me too. That's how I felt. Um, so then Kincaid, yeah, Kincaid's just been really impressive. Great my, draft uh, pick. My 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 favorite uh, tight end of the price this week is Kincaid. Oh, I, I'll let you talk about him then because he's going to go a little bit overlooked. I think those other three guys are going to be more popular. I just, I mean, you're you're talking to an elite quarterback that is like leaning on this guy right now. I mean, you see, uh, would he? What do you have uh, last week? He had six targets. Uh, yeah, three for fifty nine, a touchdown, six targets. I think that. We talk about narrow passing trees, and I mean, Diggs had nine targets, Kincaid had six, then you drop all the way down to like James Cook had four, uh, Shakir had three, but I think that Kincaid is quietly the second option in this pass game right now. You're going to get me Josh Allen in a game where, you know, I know we talk about the total's not high, but they're going to have to score at some point here. Like they, the the Chiefs are going to score some points. Like the Chiefs uh, offense is going to find a way to get some, and you look in Kincaid, I mean, he's got 87, 84 yards the last two games of the week, or two games of the regular season, his best two games of the year. And he scores a touchdown in the, in the playoff game. I know that Dawson Knox is annoying if you have Kincaid because he caught a touchdown. But, you know, he had two targets, so you use him in the red zone. Kincaid's the middle of the field guy, and the red zone, they have both of them in there. Um, I just think 4,800, I think he's close enough to Kittle that people will go up to Kittle. I think Kelsey's low enough. A lot of people are going to play that, too. I think Kincaid kind of goes a little bit lost here. You mentioned the punt options. I think people will play Musgrave. I think people will play Otten. I think Kincaid gets lost in the middle, and you give me someone at 4,800 in this offense with this quarterback, with this usage the last three weeks, um, he's my favorite play here. I think uh, by, by a pretty good amount, it's tight end. Again, you sold me. Yeah, I'm totally on board. He's been a great draft pick for them. He's almost, he's almost you, Josh Allen's favorite target. Yeah. Again, like it, it makes sense. You know, if you're it, – it's easier to look for a tight end. You know, just think of everything under pressure in these tough spots. There are shorter passes. You know, it's easier to find a great tight end than it is to rely on a receiver. Um, so, yeah, it just makes sense for Allen to – continue to feed him in these spots and he's so talented so yeah love Kincaid um the Packers yeah Tucker Craft played 80 percent of the snaps and Musgrave played 27 percent was it um, that big of a difference well it, I know we talked, yeah, about, right? we talked about last week and I asked you like how's it get split and I think we like Musgrave more because he can hit the big play and he's a receiver but like that's a crazy that's hard to it's hard to play someone who played 27 percent of the snaps right so do we think it can get up to 50 50 maybe that's that's probably about as you know so like yeah maybe you can take a chance on Musgrave you mentioned he's just like a bigger play upside really talented in the in the passing game so yeah you know I don't mind it but you know don't be surprised if he if he's not out there that often yeah that's and that's frustrating too and I think they Tucker Crafts is a really good blocker too and they're going to want to run the ball some of this game so that that impacts a lot you know real football does uh does come into play there so maybe uh Maybe Kate Otten with his 11 targets makes more sense in that range. You got Dawson Knox down there too, but I mentioned you're kind of hoping for just a touchdown. They use him in the red zone. He only had two targets last week. I would go, I'd go Otten over Knox for sure. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Um, I have no problem playing some Kate Otten this week. I think you can play double tight end lineups if you want. Um, I, I did my better team last week. I did it last week. I had um, Ferguson and Musgrave on a couple teams. It was really nice. Perfect. Yeah. I, for, I messed up a quarterback. I forget who I played in that slate, but I messed up quarterback. But the tight ends were great. That's, that's all that matters there. Uh, sell me on a defense. Tell me who you're playing this week. Uh, it was funny. We talked last week about, um, you know, the, we like the Cleveland D getting after Stroud. But we mentioned, like, you nailed it. On the other side, Flacco's going to make some mistakes. I didn't, I don't think we had two pick sixes on our card, but, uh, you know, they were definitely the play. Uh, teams that won money last week all had Houston defense. You look at, like, if you look at that slate, you look at like all the top winners, all of them. The Houston defense dominated that slate in terms of you know, against the other defenses. Um, find me the one this week. I think this week's pretty tough. You've got you know you've got Baltimore, you've got the Niners, you've got the Lions as, as favorites at home, 35, 34, and thirty three hundred respectively. Um, I think people will look at Bills, Chiefs, and see the lower total. Maybe you get to play in there. But uh, what are you doing finding the defense can make a big play this week? Yeah, I said there's there's no defense that stands out. So. I don't think so either. So who are people going to go to? Um, the Chiefs? I, will, I assume, or sorry, sorry. The, I assume Ravens, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, Ravens up top and then Bills. I'm sorry. Bills will be okay. the cheap defense only because you look and they're at home and they're cheap. 
and the totals low and people, you know, they've, their defense has done pretty well this season. So yeah. I just, I feel it feels like a, a safer click than those other ones, but yeah, Baltimore would feel the safest up top. Yeah. I mean, they've been one of the better defenses in the league all season from a fantasy perspective too. Uh, you you have has, to think at some point they rattle CJ Stroud some, right? Yeah. Um, and Houston has the lowest total on the board, you know, by a considerable margin. So yeah, I think the Ravens probably stand up, but again, like you mentioned last week, the Packers were the second highest scoring defense. They scored 13 at, at minimum yeah. price, um, but they would have been the second highest scoring defense if they scored like eight. You mentioned yeah. none of the defenses did well. Yep. You know, there's a the, pretty much all good quarterbacks on this slate, pretty much all good offenses. You know, it's not going to shock you if all the defenses score similar amounts. So, like, um, the Ravens and the Bills are going to be the two most popular. So, like, getting off of them in tournaments seems – perfectly fine you know from a talent perspective just look at the 49ers i mean they they seem like a great pivot um except uh, the combination of dan marino and brett farb's playing quarterback (laughs) right um some of those some of those office back foot passes are insane and like on target and darts like love looks awesome i'm yeah i'm not even kidding i would yeah like he he, he looked like Aaron Rodgers a couple times. A few of those throws yeah. were like Aaron Rodgers throws. And it was like, I want to be wow. clear, we're not, we're not calling him Aaron Rodgers, but he had a couple of plays. You're like, holy crap, that's a Rodgers play. Like it's wild. right. And it's just, I just never really expected to see that. So then yeah. to see it like multiple times. Yeah. Encouraging. So here's my thing. I would play chiefs over bills. I think that they're a better defense. And I think that uh, if you're going to go for upside, Josh Allen's prone, some turnovers, and I would actually go Lions over the Niners defense. I think Lions at 300. I think Baker's going to have to throw a lot. We talked about we like that, but I think that brings in some mistakes. Aiden Hutchinson playing well. They've been rushing the quarterback really well. Um, I'd go Lions at, at home at 3,300 over uh, Niners and Ravens. Ravens, I, I like, but I think just percentage-wise, um, I go Lions and Chiefs this week. 2,700 for Chiefs, 3,300 for Lions on, on DraftKings. Those would be my two plays that I do like, and I think they'd be a little less owned the options right next to them. I think those are two good calls. Um, I might just, I might just go, I might just go Lions on teams, and I think, uh, I think that uh, thirty three hundred is not expensive. I think that probably works best for me. I think that makes sense. Um, I'll just say I might end up with some Tampa Bay Buccaneers, only because it's a slate where none of the defenses stand out. They're the cheapest. Nobody's going to play them. How we saw how many pick sixes last week, and I've seen Goff throw plenty of pick sixes. So yep. you know, why not? If Tampa get if Tampa can find a way to get up early, like Goff is a guy that you can. I think you can rattle a little bit. He's been he's not been very rattled this year. I get it, but um, you know we've seen in the past if he gets rushed. He does not like that. The Niners defense has killed him for years because they just always find a way to rush him. If they the Niners and Lions end up playing next week, uh, you know obviously both favorites. That could be a really interesting matchup because the, the Niners have. Niners have been really good against Jared Goff and over over the over their history with him, but um, I think it's an interesting call because the, the, the Bucks have some guys on D too. Like they are a they're an athletic, talented defense that uh, if they find a way to get up early, they could they could force some mistakes. I, I do I do like that play. Cool, yeah. Uh, Chiefs make sense too. I think you're right about that for sure. They're yeah, just, I mean, just Josh better than Allen, the Bills. Allen's right. awesome, but he you know turns the ball over sometimes. Exactly right, and the and, Chiefs have better and healthier than the Bills defense. These demons are all so close that it's going to be one punt return, one pick six that makes a difference. And you, it's hard to really, you know, scout for that or analyze that. You're just kind of getting hoping for game script, hoping for some mistakes and they actually capitalize on the mistake. I mean, yeah, you'd love seven or eight points. Yeah. Agreed. Anything else you want to talk about? Anybody else? Uh, do you have any teams? Uh, do you have any non chiefs teams pulling an upset this week? Ooh, that's a good question. Packers, Bucks, Texans. No, but I think, at least in my opinion, I think Tampa has the best chance. But no, I uh, I do too. I think we I think we both thought Tampa was going to win last week. I, I don't remember what we said, but I think we thought Tampa was going to win. Um, funny, it's funny. I mentioned last week if you give me seven and a half on the Packers, I like them against Dallas. I obviously, didn't need the seven and a half. <laughs> Um, I think that Packers Niners line is too high. I, uh, you know, it's hard for me to be unbiased in this game. I'd be, I'd be disappointed and surprised if the Niners lost this game at home as a 10 point favorite. But I do think that, um, 
I think like middle of the third quarter, I think it'll be a little squirrely. I think I think the Packers will be in this game maybe a little bit longer. Than <laughs> well, I hope you're right. I hope it's squirrely in the second half. That's all I can really hope for. And if you get it there, then anybody can win. Like that's all. That's all you want is a ten point underdog. I think they've got enough. Uh, they clearly got a puncher's chance. Like they, their offense. I mean, who knows? The Niners' defense may shut them down. They may, they may make love uncomfortable. They may make make some mistakes. But like the Packers' offense has enough to hang in this game for a while. I do think the Niners will score. But you know, when you get games like that, you turn the ball over once or twice. That changes a lot. I mean, it happened in was that ninety five when the Niners were big favorites and uh, they had a fumble for pick six early or a fumble six early. It's actually at that game and then. Favre just took over after that, and it was uh, it was rough. But um, the Packers have a puncher's chance. I have a hard time seeing the Texans win this game, but I think uh, I think Packers uh, are in there a little bit longer. People think I think the Bucks have a chance to win the game too. Yeah, me too. Can't wait to watch. Chiefs or Bills? Who are you picking? Bills. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Okay. I don't want the Chiefs to win. I'm rooting for the Bills. I like the Bills. I'm kind of over the Chiefs, but man, I just. Uh, I worry about all the injuries on defense. Yeah, I get it. You know, everything sort of points. Everything would point to the Chiefs. I'm just going to go for that Josh Allen Superman game. Yeah, Josh Allen at home. The crowd will be beyond insane for that game. Mm-hmm. They've been waiting for Chiefs to have to come to there in a playoff. This is the craziest stat of the whole weekend is that there are Mahomes. This I think it's his 15th playoff game. It's his first game not or first game on the road. It's either been neutral site Super Bowl or home games in Arrowhead every single game, which is. The most insane stat ever. It's just crazy. This is his first game on the road. Crazy. Yeah. So I'm rooting for the Bills, but uh, I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to pull it out. I just, maybe I'm just uh, so scarred by all the Chiefs winning all these games. But I want to thank everybody for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. We you always appreciate that. If you have any questions, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Ryan's at Ryan Belongi, B E L O N G I A. I am at Scott Jenstead. Looking forward to these games this weekend. Ryan, uh, good luck to your Packers. Hope they hang in for a little bit and then lose late. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Take care, everybody. Have a really good weekend. We'll be back at you talking uh, championship weekend next weekend. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.